0: Welcome, Ike to this, and Greek sports fans to the Crazy Ike Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Teddy, no matter where you are. Thanks for making this part of your day. Thanks for taking a listen. Hope you guys are doing well. Hope everyone's having a great week. So today we'll be previewing the big match coming up this Sunday, Ike versus Pauk, the first big match in Philadelphia. Um, I'm amped up about this. <laughs> you know, I can't wait till Sunday gets here. I have a busy weekend ahead, so... Hopefully it'll it'll be here before we know it. Uh, so today I'm going to preview this match a little bit, <clears throat> and then um, you know do like I've done this podcast the past few episodes, go over what I think is going to happen in the in some of the other matches in the Super League, and then I'm going to close out with a few notes on the on the basketball team. So let's get started. All right, first thing I missed a couple points the other day. Um, one big point that I forgot to mention that the field on the in Livadia was terrible uh well I don't know if I should say terrible it was pretty bad I mean up to you know football standards we've seen some bad pitches in Greece we've seen the you know, opt-out be terrible at times we've seen um I remember the old or not the old but I remember uh I, laddie, nine, laddie, so I was, was pretty bad a few seasons ago. I think last season or the season before, Jan and I was bad. But, you know, one thing I didn't know, and I see from the analytics that a lot of you guys that listen to this are from the States. I mean, worldwide, and again, I got to thank your support, but I'm sure most of you guys have probably seen this TV show, this documentary series about um, Welcome to Wrexham, about Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney buying... Uh, football club from Wales, and um, one thing that it talked about in one of the episodes was they needed to redo the pitch and how much time that takes, and also, like, the amount of money. Like, it was going to cost upwards of, like, $200,000. They said between $150,000 to $200,000 to to get the pitch uh, looking and feeling decent. So, it costs a lot of money that some of these you know, quote unquote, smaller clubs can't afford. And even, I mean, you have to be honest, like the pitch that people have talked about it and I've seen it sometimes on, on TV myself, the pitch in, um, I guess if not that, not that great yet, but it's getting there. Um, just wanted to mention that. And another correction I need to make is we're only five points ahead of Bauk. I think I got a little ahead of myself. I couldn't remember, um, the difference. I know it Hopefully, by the end of Sunday, it'll go up to 8. But just wanted to make those corrections real quick and talk about the pitch at Levadia that I didn't get to talk to, which also kind of affected, I feel like, the team in the first half. And that's why we didn't have such a good showing in the first half. Um, Other than that, let's get into this Ike Pauk. Like I said, first derby in Philadelphia. The tickets, I mean, the tickets went on sale for two hours and it was sold out within a couple of hours. Not surprising considering there's over 25,000 season tickets right now, season ticket holders at the new stadium. So that left, you know, barely maybe a little between five and 7,000 to be sold. Uh, One thing that the team has asked, the people that go to the match, um, more so at the opening celebration and at the Unico's game, they said there was a lot of people that snuck in that caused a lot of those, you know, machines to to not work well and then other people were complaining about their seats being taken or whatnot, you know, I mean, that's stuff that they're going to have to eventually work out. It sucks. I know like in the short run, it sucks because right now I feel the pulse of this fan base. If we had built a stadium that was worthy of a hundred thousand seats, we would pack it out. But we have to think, you know, two, three, four years down the road. I mean, hopefully the team's doing, very good to where it's packed out every game but most likely that won't be the case so we just have to be patient as ike fans i know i can say that from here because i fingers crossed hopefully i'll be able to go next year but you know i'm not gonna go anytime soon so i can say that i know for a lot of you guys living in greece it's hard to be patient because you want to go catch a game there um the atmosphere, I feel like, is going to be phenomenal. I, you know, between the whole his, the past few years, the history, the this rivalry that's gotten like very bitter. Um, you know, even for myself, I would not say that I'm an I'm Nike fan. I'm not someone that's anti Olibacos. I don't sit here cheering for Olibacos to lose in Europe. I don't sit here cheering for them to lose. I'm not anti olibiakos, but olibiakos. If you don't, they're that team that if you don't like them, you absolutely hate them in Greece. For me, because of the way the Pauk fan base kind of acts sometimes and what has happened over the past few years, the cup finals, the 2018 championship, everything, all that culminating. And especially with our recent run of form against them where it's been terrible. They've kind of leapfrogged Olibacos, and in my book, as far as the matches that I'm looking to win, um. So, with that said, this is gonna be uh, you know and with them coming back, especially with Luchescu, all the history there and all the junk he's talked over the past few years. Um, yeah, people are gonna be ready for this match. Both teams have a lot of key players missing. You Nifreik, know, we know. I feel like in this match, Ahmedabad would have been a great fit to come in as a sub in the second half for whatever purpose, either whether it's holding the ball or getting some more speed up front or to kind of pull Palk back if they're chasing the score, hopefully. And this would have been a perfect game, I feel like, for uh, Van Wiert that if he would have came in you know, he would have been an, an automatic threat in the box, especially with how well Ilyasun has been crossing the ball for both reasons. For the same reason for Amnabat to kind of pull back the the defenders and make um, their presence felt. And also because uh, he's, I feel like, the best box-to-box forward we have right now. And I, even though we haven't seen him that much, and he was the top scorer in the Super League last year. So that's a big loss. Um, another key loss for us is Khadziz Safi has practiced a couple times this week, but they still say that he's not match fit. Most likely he won't start. Mohammadi has been ruled out. Uh, we're probably because of how good Bed C- C- B- did the past couple of games, and I'm glad he got a couple games under his belt exactly for this purpose, because most likely he's going to start at that left-back position. Of course, Bauk is a different, different team, and it's going to require a lot more of him defensively um, against Pauk than it is in the off... I mean, he's going to have to play a very good left-back position. And he's 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 going to be tested defensively because Pauk are a better team than Liva Cosa, obviously. Because with Arcos, he was able to push up very often. Um, you know, for me personally, just thinking about this match, watching a little bit of Pauk this year, I, I think they're going to come into the match to try to control the pace um they're going to be very aggressive try to get into like Ike's head a little bit. I feel like the first few minutes of the match they're going to try to strike quick because this balk team is just so slow. They don't uh they have a decent build up to their game, but they're not they're just heavy. Some of their players are getting some of their players are getting older. Um they're just not a, a fast-paced, like, team that's going to, like, really come at you hard. Defensively, there's a lot of questions at the back for this team. I mean, even, you know, Livaldiakos has barely scored goals in the league, scored against them. Asteras Tripolis was able to score twice on them. Uh, there's a lot of questions at the back, and now that they have more injuries on their backside, um, I should be able to take full advantage of that, whether they will or not. You know, you also have to... I know I don't like this guy, and I... And I have not said the best things about him on this podcast but you have to give credit to Luchescu who's gonna have these guys ready to play they're gonna be also I feel like a little dirty not in the sense that they're gonna try to injure players don't get me wrong I don't want anyone to misquote me or misunderstand what I'm trying to say but in the sense that they're gonna commit hard fouls they're gonna try to get a lot of calls they're gonna so they can slow the game down. They don't want that high-press style that Ike plays because, frankly, they're not they're not good enough to play at that pace for for 90 minutes. I mean, look, I don't want... You know, I don't know if any Palk fans are listening to this, but I don't want you guys to get offended. You're just not this year. Um, but Luchescu, of course, as I've talked about, has this way of getting his players motivated for big games like this. He, you know all these old leftover players that, you know, I've talked about it the other day, Bithesvar, uh, Verinha, you know, all these players that are, were left over from the 2018 championship uh, and from this great run that Palk had the past few years. Um, he's going to try to get them motivated, and he does motivate them. And for some reason, this team, for some god-awful reason, <laughs> I shouldn't be so harsh, but they get results they get results in some tough matches and this guy's also <clears throat> to make another point real quick for balk for ike i feel like this is a must win this is a must win because we need the confidence that we can win another derby outside of adis because it felt like the only team that we can beat the past few years in derby matches or or adi um to get some momentum going in that department, uh, to, you know, catapult us to say, okay, we got one win against Bauk, We finally got this monkey off our back. Um, but, you know, on the other hand for Balk, so for Ike, sorry guys, I lost my train of thought. It's a must win in the sense, to keep pace with Panathinaikos, And I think that's the way Almeida is preaching this to his players. It was reported a couple days ago. I, th- I forget who said it. Um, Saakiri or Kostezka Tzoglu, one of the two was talking about this a couple days ago, where a reporter asked Almeida, saying, you know, do you understand the history between these two clubs? Do you understand that, you know, we haven't beat them in 20 games? Blah, we've beat them once in 20 games, blah, blah, blah. They've had our number they you know whatever and Almeida's like you know my players are focused on the game plan and they're focused on this game's no different from any other and I'm glad he kind of has that mentality into the players this you know this defense is coming in here it's different it feels different from other years other years we would come into a match like this and it would be for us it would be do or die time. It would be either we can, we have to get a result or we have to get a win either to keep pace at the top of the table to appease the fan bases or managers would come into a game like this, like desperately needing a win. So the team, so the, the manager can keep team support and team morale high. Um, you know, we're coming into it with a totally different defense. I mean, we've conceded one goal, one goal in, like, the last minute of the game against the you you Close in six matches. That You know, that says something. Uh, so we don't concede easily. Not to say that we can't concede, obviously. Um, but uh, we're just coming into it from a, a different perspective. Yeah, these PALC players are probably used to playing in intense atmospheres. I mean, they went to Adi and got a result. So, but the, we're going to have the crowd behind us. Uh, it's going to be very exciting. I'm so pumped for this. On the flip side of it, let's talk about for Balk. Like I said, for Ike, it's a must win to keep pace with Panathinaikos to maybe, uh, personally, I feel that if for Balk, like I'm getting ready to say, this is a do or die game because if you don't pick up any points here, then I think falling eight points behind second place Ike, and then falling further behind Panathinaikos, that would put them, what, uh, 14 points behind Panathinaikos? Uh, then your, your your hopes of winning a title at that point are done, um, despite the fact that there's still a lot of games left in the season, despite the fact that some other points I'm going to make later on. but um, So I feel like Bauk is feeling the more pressure. Lucescu's feeling... The more pressure, I think maybe some of that pressure was taken off a couple of weeks ago when they were able to, like I said, this team has an aura about them that um, they fight really hard in derby matches and can get results for some reason in derbies. So, like a couple of weeks ago when they got that result, they won the game essentially with just having one shot on goal against Real So, um, they can pull out results, but I think for Pauk it's it, it's do or die time. Like you, you have to come away with this game for a result. Um, with the result, especially how they dropped points last week. You can't go this far back in the league um, despite the fact that there's playoffs. For Ike, like I said, it's to keep pace with Panathinaikos. You have a chance to bury a contender essentially. No one knows what's going to happen after the World Cup break. Maybe these teams come around and uh, especially Pauka and I know that's what their fan bases are waiting on, that they're going to make kind of that that strips and capos and they're going to make an upturn after the World Cup break. Um, but for Pauk, it's definitely a do-or-die game. But then again, you know, like, going back to RT Mike, um, Eliasson's going to be key in this game because I feel like on that left side of Pauk, there's nobody that can stop him. Whether they put out their new, I forget the, the new the guy that plays left back for them or if they put vating on there who listen has a lot of veteranship and experience but he's kind of been playing injured from what i hear and he's i mean he's up there in age we see what Eliason can do we see how fast he is um now we also don't know how what's going to happen if vating goes out there and gets physical with him and starts pushing him around and um i think Eliason's gonna it's gonna be up for the challenge but um uh, Eliasen's going to be very key because I feel like he's just going to wreak havoc on that side. Now, they'll probably try to double team him somehow. I'm sure Almeida, being the good manager that he is, he'll have a plan for that as to, to free up other people. You know, uh, Rota and Iliason and have both had a great partnership so far this season. Um, it, it, but I do feel like Eliasen's going to be very key to that game. Possession's going to be key to that game and just taking advantage of our chances. We can't. Miss chances against this team because we saw what happened to Oliviacos. They have enough quality up front with Nettie and um, Nelson Oliveta to where they can make you pay if if you don't uh, take advantage of your chances. So it's going to be very key that you know. Of course, we're going to miss chances. <laughs> That's just part of football. Of course, they're going to miss chances, but oh, we need to we need to hit the target. We really need to hit the target this week. Um, again, I feel like our bench is going to be kind of an issue we won't have a lot of solutions let's say CD bet for some reason this is a tougher game for him he's only had two games under his belt this will be his third start uh, how he's going to deal with it and how ready is haji safi if he is ready to come in if there's any type of issue back there what kind of changes can almeida make um what players can come off the bench can mandalo come off the bench and be an impact player in this match can um you know, Galanopoulos will come in, come off the bench and make an impact. Ken Johnson come, and even saying that, guys, we like this team has crazy depth. I know I say that like every single episode, but it's insane. Just thinking in my mind, who's coming off the bench for this club, and how crazy our depth is. How um, we should use that to our advantage uh, this this Sunday. I think the biggest key, and I know you could probably say this, this is any football football match, but the biggest key is who gets the first goal and when they get it. I feel like if Ike scores for us to win this match, I feel like it's really important that we score first. We score first if we make Bauk come out come off their lines and really come at us to attack, to to tie the game or to play open football. Not to say that Bach are gonna play close back, like some of like a like a smaller club, let's say, but they're going to be afraid of this of this Ike attack, honestly, especially the way they've been leaking goals this year. Um, I think if we can get that first goal, I, dare I say it, but I think that's 90% of the victory right there. If we can get that first goal, then it's going to open things up. I could really see us getting a second. Um, don't know which way this match is going to go, honestly. I mean... I'm just so sick and tired of hearing these Pauk fans and my fear is that if we if we lose this match it won't bother me as far as like this season is concerned because I still feel like even if Panathinaikos go go to Volos and win and we're 9 points ahead of Volos I mean I mean I'm sorry and we're 9 points behind Panathinaikos um I still feel like the the championship is still up for grabs. I don't feel like that's, f- from a season perspective, it's not going to be that devastating. From the fact that we haven't won a Derby against these guys in a while. And to be, for them to come in and get the first win in Philadelphia, <laughs> I, oh gosh, I, I probably won't get on Twitter or social media for like a freaking week. I'm not going to lie if that happens. Um, other than that, you know, a derby match is a derby match. Anything can happen. And like I was saying before, even if we do fall nine points behind Panathinaikos, it's not the end of the world because you have to think about it. I know I talked about this the other day, but I'm going to reiterate this, and I apologize. Okay, so next round, we played Panathinaikos three times. We played him twice in that Philadelphia. Panathinaikos have had the good luck so far that they've played every derby so far in their stadium, in Los Foros. They beat Ike. They beat Addis. But then you have to turn around and play these matches away the next time. Actually, no, I'm sorry. They beat Balkan to Saloniki, which was... That was a win when they got that win into Saloniki. Where I said, okay, is it's game time. They're here to play. They're here to play. Um, But you have to think. Just like I said the other day, they're going to have to play us... Three times, once in the next round, and then twice in the playoffs. Two times we get them at home in Philadelphia. Same thing with Adi. Adi's gonna—they're gonna have to go to Thessaloniki and play twice. And play Adi twice. They're gonna have to go. Um, you know, it's just it. Um, it it really still is gonna be open now for me personally. Panathinaikos has some tough matches coming up over the next few weeks. If they can go, I'd say, win and not drop any points between now and the World Cup break, I would definitely give them a leg up to winning the championship. Because that would be phenomenal. Because over the next few weeks, they have Volos. They got to go, I think, playing a a tough Panathinaikos team in Nagarino. They have to go to Carascaki and play a big... No, actually... That's from the point that I was going to make. I was, I was wrong on that. They get Olibeakos and Loforos. So in the next round, if you really think about it, they have to play Ike, Adi, and Olibeakos three times each, twice as a visitor visiting these teams. So it doesn't matter. I feel like even if they're 12 points up by the World Cup break, listen, it gives them a, a big lead and a big heads up but this is also Panathinaikos team that's like us I mean we have to put ourselves in this category too that they don't have championship pedigree they some of their players may have competed for their championship before and their managers competed for championships but how are they going to deal with the pressure for me I want to see like I've said almost every week now I feel like I want to see how they're going to deal with the pressure after dropping some points Um, But that's all on on our game. You know, like I said, I feel like we we need to control the ball. We need to put pressure from the first moment. You know that that Almeida press is going to be at it. Every player needs to be on. We need to take full advantage of all our chances. Um, Watch out for liaison on that right side attacking the left side of Pauk. That's going to be very key. How... How's Pauk gonna react that with, <clears throat> with that? Are they gonna double team him? Are they, you know, you know Vitting is gonna try to rough house. You know this whole team's gonna try to rough house. Ike, you know he's gonna tell their players to try to get calls. You know, Luchescu's antics. Luchescu's already asked that there's a police presence behind the Pauk bench. So you know he's gonna be over there flying, and you know, and, what are you talking about? That was that was a foul. That was a foul. This is Athens. This is the, the Athens problem. Okay, this is the Athens problem. Athens is the problem in Greek football. They're against us. Everybody against us. Okay? Everybody is against us. Pauk uh, should be champions now five years in a row. But it's because of the, the Athens and the referees that this not happen. Okay? This does not happen. You know, he's going to pull that type of BS. So I just need to be ready for it. Um, other than that, I just can't wait. I I wish I could be there. Um this crowd's going to be revved up. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. It we're going to be they're going to be singing from from way before kickoff to way after kickoff, especially if it's a victory. Hopefully, we can get a victory. I think we will get a victory. I'm seeing this match. We're going to win this match 2 to 1. I think um Bauk are good enough up front. And we, we, you know, the past few games, even though we haven't conceded, we have been a little more suspect. So, uh, what I think is going to happen, we're going to get that quick goal. I think just from the players, the crowd, everybody being amped up, I really think we're going to get that first goal in the first like 20 to 30 minutes, possibly get a second goal before halftime. And then Bauk's really going to push. Um, so, I could see this going 2 to 1. My other gut feeling is that if we get a fir- the first goal within 15 minutes and Balk just crumbles, that this this could be a thrashing. Now, I think that's highly unlikely because for what it's worth, and I can't stand that. Again, I can't stand the guy. Luchescu's a great manager, and he doesn't get thrashed in these games very often, so that would really surprise me um, unless his players just quit on him. Now, like I said, Balch. All the pressure in this game, in this match, is is against Balk. There's a little bit of pressure on us because it's the first home game. It's the first home game against Balk. To have that over our heads, the first team that beat us in Sofia is Balk would be kind of devastating, but it is what it is. Um, a f- a funny note that in the old Philadelphia Stadium, for Balk fans that want a little history lesson, because all of them just keep running their mouths about how You know, Balk is your daddy, this and that, over over the last few years. Um, Yeah, you've beat us three times in the league in Philadelphia. Of course, this is the old stadium. Three times, that's it. Three times, three times in your entire history we're talking about. So, Zipper. All right, let me move on here, guys. Um, Like I said, hopefully it'll be a win for Ike. I could see it 2-1. Massive game. Great, great game. I could see intense passion from both sides. Uh, Yeah, it's going to be very intense. I think everyone is uh, jacked up about this. But let's move on here. Let's go to some other of my predictions again. Side note. Don't bet these games. Don't bet these games. Um, also, before I move on to that, let me know what you guys think, man. Uh, hit hit me up at at Crazy Ike Fan on Twitter and on Instagram and uh, my Facebook page, Crazy Ike Fan. I'm gonna post something. Let me know what you guys think. Let me know who you got, what you guys think. The score line's gonna be in this derby. Who do you think will win? Who do you think will score? Things like that. I would love to hear some feedback from you guys. All right, let's move on now. Volos take on Panathinaikos in the, Volo, in the great city of Volos uh, Saturday. Sorry, guys. I would hate to do this again. Had to take a pause. Let me go back to the derby for a second. It also is going to put a lot of pressure on both of these teams that they're going to know the results from the previous matches and either way, the results go. Like if, if let's say Panathinaikos or Lubecos both are one drop points, it's going to put pressure on both Eich and to win this game, to make up ground. Um, so that's another thing to keep an eye on. Uh, but let's go to Volos versus Panathinaikos. I can see this being a very difficult game for Panathinaikos. Um, the only thing that sucks is this this Volos team. They're a great team. They're a great team to watch. Fun team to watch. They're in third place right now in the Super League. They've played great games against some of the top opponents in the Super League. I don't. I'd see that to continue. They're very uh, difficult to play against offensively, um, and they've they, they're just playing great football. I mean, they've been the surprise of the Super League season so far. It's tough because you wish they kind of had. A better atmosphere. I mean they do have few, very few diehard fans of this team. The problem is is that this team was newly created, so there's two other massively historic clubs, Olivacos Volos and Niki that that are from the same city that already have established fan bases for many, 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 many years, both of which used to play in the Super League at one point. Um so they already have established fan bases. With that being said, it's not a very hard, intense atmosphere to go play in as an away game. It's a nice stadium. Uh, they are selling a lot of tickets to Panathinaikos fans, which is very good. They should, um, just to, even if it is for just a revenue stream or just to get people to go or just for the Panathinaikos fans that live like close to there. I think that's very admirable of um, uh, the Volos team to do. Um, so there's, uh, estimated five, probably upper than that. It's estimated between five to 8,000 Panathinaikos supporters will be there. So they'll have a good, you know, it'll be like a Panathinaikos home game. Uh, bottom line, uh, difficult game for Panathinaikos, you know, after the injuries, after the injury to Aitor and they still have some injuries at the back. Um, I'm not going to say it and I'm not even going to make a score prediction. All I'm going to say is that. Volos have played well against most of the top tier of the Super League this year. End of discussion. I'm not gonna make a prediction of this game. I don't wanna try to jinx it again, but you guys can read between the lines on that one. Um Oliviacos, welcome La Mia. only thing I wrote down for this is this is a a business business trip for Oliviacos. Um not business trip, I'm sorry. This is going to be business for Ibiacos. I don't really see as, as m- much as they've improved. I know Ibiacos fans probably don't think so, but they, they are improving as a team. I don't see Lamia putting up much of a fight. If Ibiacos can get some kind of crowd in there, um, I think it should be an easy afternoon for Ibiacos. I wouldn't say like it'd be like an outrageous score, because I do think that Ibiacos have trouble scoring, but I could see this being like a 1-2 to two nil game for Ibiacos. And just looking forward to the massive, massive Uh, a Pateon Neon derby that they're having next week against Panathinaikos. Um, Adi's welcomes Ophie into Saloniki this match. I think that um, gosh, it's hard to tell with both of these teams. Adi again, Jekyll and Hyde, even last week's game against Panathinaikos, they they were Jekyll and Hyde in the entire game. First half, They came out storming. They played great in the first half. It was a great open game. I watched uh, most of the first half. And then in the second half, they just... It's like they ran out of battery. They didn't... They're having a hard time. They have a lot, a lot of talent at that club at Addis. But they're not meshing well together. They have not become a team yet. Um, And who knows if that's going to happen. Ofi, on the other hand, are desperate for points. Honestly, I could either see Addis winning this comfortably because they do have a lot of firepower, they do have a lot of talent on that club. Um, But I could also see Offi, as desperate as they are for points, eking out a draw in this match. So, those are my predictions, guys, for the Super League. Um, It should be a fun weekend, of course. The big deadbeat, there's nothing else to say about it. Let me look through my notes real quick. To see if I missed anything. I don't think so. I think I went through everything that I wanted to talk about. Um let's talk a little bit of Silisa real quick before I let you guys go. So Ike won in the league last weekend against Betty Steady. Most of you that follow Greek sports in general probably know about all the fasterias that happened in that game. I don't I, I still have not gotten a clear story. I don't know if I know there were some Mike people that were attacked. Not fans per se, but uh, people working in like the press area and people from the the management of the club that were attacked at Steady, I don't know if by fans, by Steady management. I don't know what it is. I, I I honestly I don't get it, guys. I don't get all this hatred for Ike so much. I I understand that reading between the lines and this is going to be a touchy subject, and I don't mean to offend anyone and I I apologize ahead of time, but reading between the lines in ultras, I shouldn't say even ultras, because I don't put ultras and hooligans in the same category, in hooligan standards, Ike are not very well liked, you know, they're kind of, I wouldn't say like the Millwall of Greece, but close to it, we wreak havoc everywhere we go, that certain percentage of Ike fans that are into that kind of stuff, so I don't know if that's made people kind of, but we're always seen as this like antagonist like, you know um, anywhere we go uh, playing against any team even fans of Steady, even fans of Atromitos, which is from the suburb of Piristedi also uh, I don't don't get it, anyway but Ike got a hard fought win from what I heard Um, the refs were kind of against us but that makes it three for three in the in the top flight of Greek basketball. I don't even know what it's called anymore. Is it called? I keep calling it Alpha Ethniki, but I don't even think it's called Alpha Ethniki anymore. Alphaena, <laughs> I'm sorry. Alphaena. I don't remember exactly what it's called. Basketball league, maybe? Um I did get to watch a little bit of the Ike versus Bonn Telekom Bonn. Some German team from the city of Bonn. Apologies, guys. I'm pretty decent at geography, but I'm not that damn good. Uh, So unfortunately, in this match, we let it get away from us. We We ended up losing by seven. First half, first quarter, we played well. We were up by four at the end of the quarter. And then second quarter, we played lights out. I mean, we were up by 17 at one point. Bonn was able to cut it down to 13 right before the half. And then second half, honestly, was just all all this German team. First and foremost, you could tell the difference. that This German team has been playing together for a while. Uh, they clamped down on us defensively. We were taking such stupid freaking shots. I mean, at some point, players were jacking up threes. Not even wide open threes. Wide open threes, yeah, they, they piss me off when you're behind because... Um, I'm still kind of that old school, like going, going the download post and get the high percentage shot instead of shooting a wide open three. Cause you have a higher, obviously that's why they call it high percentage shot. Cause you have a higher chance of making it and you can cut into a lead, but it wasn't even the wide open threes. I don't mind the wide open threes because I feel like everyone and their mother at all five basketball positions practices threes these days that everyone can shoot threes. I mean, you see players like Zion Williamson that can come out and shoot a three every once in a while, which 20 years ago, 20, 25 years ago, there were no big men that, that could shoot threes. And especially in, in Europe, you know, they, they've they always been about shooting the ball well. So that didn't bother me so much that they wide open threes, but like, just coming down, taking barely any time off the clock and just jacking up a three with someone in your face. Like, I get it. That's a play where players got to have confidence. You make it. It's a great play. You miss it. And it's like, you know, um, just ill-advised shots, turning the ball over, uh, and then not playing well defensively. Like, offensively, I think this team can, can has gelled pretty well, is doing well for how long they've been playing together. But on the flip side of that, I feel like defensively, it just looks like the Germans had a wide open three almost on every play, and they were hitting their shots as to where we weren't. You know, at in the third quarter, we went two for nine on three-pointers, and they went like a, a crazy amount. They went like, I think, seven for nine or something like that. So that's how they were able to turn the game around. Um, did not like at the very end of the game how we were able to cut it to... Actually, I think we either lost by six or seven. We were able to cut it, cut the lead down to like three with like a few seconds left. No, it was four with like a few seconds left. And then to allow a three-pointer. Now, you might think, okay, that's not, that's not that big of a deal. What's the difference? You lose, you lose. Yes. But the thing is, is that you guys have to remember, in European basketball, it's similar to football, to where you play these teams twice, once at home, once once away. And obviously in football, you have goal difference that matters head to head matters. Well, head to head matters here, but it matters. Like if we go to Germany and beat them by six, they would have the advantage head to head over us. So we have to go to Germany, not only win, but win by eight. Um, At a game that we had in hand, guys, we were up by 17, we played phenomenal in the second quarter, I was like, I started to take a nap, honestly, I started to doze off, and then I would wake up and see them like inching back into the game, and then we started like ice cold in the second half, and not a good performance, and you know, like I've said guys on this podcast... Talking about the basketball team, that's the tournament that I'm, I'm really looking at and I'm really looking for us to make some noise in because A, it's a European tournament and we always want to do well in European basketball, especially something like this where, yes, with a new team that I cast, they're very talented, um, it would be very hard for them to go deep into this tournament, but it's not impossible because the other teams are not out of our reach by any means. Um so that's why I, I said from the beginning, like, this is the tournament that I'm going to pay attention to. It's also easier on weekends because I can, I obviously make time for football. And here, living in the eastern part of the United States, most of the football matches, like, for me, it's, like, Sunday afternoon when there's hardly anything ever going on. Um, as opposed to, like, some of the basketball matches are, like, early Sunday morning when we have other activities, church, whatnot. Uh, to where it gets difficult to watch some some of the league games, I, I will watch more league games. But it's just, I've talked about it before. Like, there's nothing. I I don't feel like we can make that much noise in the league. Miracles can't happen. Sports is sports, and we watch them because you know sometimes crazy stuff happens. But. At the end of the day, I really feel like we the best we can do in the league is probably going to be like third place, maybe. Um, we can make a cup at the run. So that's why I've kind of chosen, and because it's hard for me to go back and cover the basketball team or watch the league game, um, to really cover Ike basketball in the league instead of just talking about them briefly is very difficult. That's why I've chosen Europe. It's a little bit easier and... I'm not going to say that I'm going to catch every match, but like I said from the beginning, I wanted to talk other sports um, besides football. Football is my main focus on this podcast, but obviously those of you that have been Ike fans for years know how dear Ike basketball is to us. We were the first uh, in any team sport to win a European trophy in basketball back in 1968, and it, it... At times when it was hard to be a football fan, sometimes basketball held the flag high. And also, like, that's another thing I wanted to mention. Um, Decent crowd at this game for a weekday. Um, Next time I talk basketball, I'll tell you guys the story of me going to Ano Losha years ago to watch Ike play. Um, I think from what they've said, it's gotten a little bit easier to get there, but it's not an easy place to get to. Some of these games are a little bit later in, in the day or in the early night um, on a weekday. So it's hard for them to get like a, a huge crowd to go to these games. But there was a decent crowd there and it's a nice small little stadium. So it can get loud, even if there's just three, 4,000 people, nice crowd there. Too bad the team didn't perform up to what we thought they did. You know, they, they gave them a good show in the first half, but at the end, you know, I, and I don't think this is the coach's fault. I don't necessarily think this is the player's fault. You could even see in the body language of the teams, the way they, they reacted after plays, how much, t- how much more tight-knit this Bond team was from Germany than, uh, than Ike right now. Ike are just trying to find themselves. They got some outstanding players like Fraser, McGriff, uh, Stelnex, who, yeah, I have to mention, has an injury. I think he's going to be out for a little while. Some of the Greek players are starting to step up. Um, We have a good team, but it's just a matter of them gelling and finding time to actually become a team. But guys, let me not keep you any longer. Forza, I gotta hopefully we can get a win this this weekend. Um, Guys, please, if you haven't already, I know you hear this on a lot of podcasts, but please, it's going to make the show so much more noticeable to other people. The algorithm, it helps the show become noticeable. Please Subscribe. And rate the podcast on any platform that you're listening to i'm going to try to work on that over the next few days to submit to have this podcast on on more like um google podcasts and whatnot and some other podcast platforms but right now i'm on anchor spotify apple podcasts Uh, please on whatever you listen to it take a minute Give me a rating. Give me a review if you can. And I'm this. For bro. Uh Have a great weekend, guys. And maybe, just maybe, fingers crossed. I'm not gonna make any promises. I might be able to put out a post-match uh pod. Hopefully, either Sunday night or uh, Monday morning. Fingers crossed. Maybe if I'm not too tired or not too p- pissed off after this match, uh, I'll put out a pod um, right after. So I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for taking a listen. Get the next on Forza